0: So, on this podcast, I'm joined by 67 ALL host Carton, a little bit of a man to talk about Celtic. Hi, Hamish, how are you doing? I'm
1: um, kind of alright, Regan. Um, as as alright as can be, given the, the absolute shambles that's going on at, at our football club at the moment.
0: So, so, what do you make of the news that just broke of Olivia and Cham um, that has made Andre Villas-Poas, leave Marseille as their manager?
1: It's just quite funny, isn't it? It's just got to the stage this whole season where I'm just finding everything increasingly funny. Um, sorry, not everything. There's there's some things I'm that are, I'm incensed by, but in general, I just think things are just getting to a crazy stage and this just kind of sums it up, but you know, and Cham has left Celtic, a crisis-hit club at the moment, to probably go to maybe one of the only clubs in Europe that are in even more turmoil than Celtic. Um, I saw at the weekend that, that Marseille Ultras went round to the training ground. I think various things were, were thrown at first-team players and different things, so they they made a bit of a... Um, a mess of themselves even more so than than has been at Celtic this season so um, it seems like Incham has gone to an, an even more volatile environment than Celtic Park um, and the comments from AVB are, are just typical um, I'm not surprised that he didn't really want Incham at the club because uh, I didn't really want Incham at Celtic to be honest um, yes he gave us a few good moments the winner against Rangers the winner against Lazio, obviously a few really good goals as well, a few really standout performances. But in general, from Incham it was just like one good game and then three or four really poor games. He never had the the attitude for me to be a successful Celtic player. Um, and to be honest, I'm not too gutted to to have seen him moved on. Thoughts on the whole Celtic
0: going to buy situation.
1: I just think the whole thing was just a really, really regrettable episode. Nobody at all at the club came out of it, um, you know, looking good. And you can't even say that it was a benefit to the team. It's not even as if you can say, yes, it was ill-advised and yes, it was a PR disaster. And yes, we had the positive cases, but... We turned it around on the pitch and it worked. You can't even say that because in the six games since we came back, we've won one of them. We've taken six points from 18. So Dubai hasn't worked. Um, It's been an unmitigated disaster. Uh, And that's not me looking at it in hindsight and you looking at it in hindsight and saying, oh, they shouldn't have gone there. Everyone to a man and woman was saying, when Celtic went to Dubai, that's a terrible idea. And we knew we were going to end up with positive COVID cases. We knew that, you know, the look of going to Dubai would be seen as, you know, really bad in the midst of what we are going through in this country and what the world as a whole is going through. I just think it was an an absolute shambles all over.
0: Yeah. So what was your uh, thoughts on Neil Lennon saying that he, he, he would hold his hand up and say if it's not going well, he would leave Celtic? And still, on the 2nd of February, he's still
1: not left Celtic. Neil Lennon's been contradicting himself all season, Regan. Like that's what he does every single press conference. I'll give you a small example of it that no one's talking about. When Jeremy Frimpong left the club, when Lennon confirmed that Frimpong would be leaving the club, he said that no one else would leave Celtic. Now, Olivier and Cham has quite obviously left Celtic. So, right away there is a contradiction. He's been doing it all season, Uh, With regards to those comments from, I think, probably October, November, I think they were maybe before the the Aberdeen Cup semi-final after we'd lost a few games in a row. I just think that Neil Lennon never had any intention of resigning. I think he felt that it would never get to the stage where he'd have to resign. I think he thought he would be able to turn it round and nobody would be questioning those comments. Because quite simply... Things have deteriorated even more, I think, than anyone could possibly have imagined at that stage. And a lot yeah. of us had a lot of us had a feeling that Celtic were, you know, the wheels were coming off for Celtic, and we could, we maybe weren't going to win the league, and we were going to go out of the league cup, and you were going to fail badly in Europe. But I don't think anyone, any Celtic fan, thought that we'd have won one game out of six at the start of this year and we'd have won, what was it, three out of 12 at one stage at the end of last year. I just think that that Neil Lennon never had any intention to quit. And I think also, by the same token, I think when the club put out this whole thing in the middle of December about the, the New Year review, as it was called, I don't think they had any intention of ever having to properly do a review. I think they were just playing for time with that. I think they were just hoping that, again, Lennon would turn it around in those five or six weeks and they'd be able to say Lennon's continuing. So it's just, they're just paying lip service to the Celtic support and it's just stopgaps to try and shut the Celtic support up for a bit. And I think we'll get something else from the club soon to do that. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if, if the club, come out and say that Lennon will be staying to the end of the season just so that they, they can get away from all of the, the criticism from supporters.
0: I don't know about you, but I'm I'm thinking Celtic might struggle to, to, to finish second in the table.
1: Yeah, people will laugh at that because they'll say that Aberdeen and, and Hibs are poor teams and I don't think either of them this season have been particularly good. Uh, and obviously Livingston are, are probably the the form team are one of the two form teams in the country at the moment, but I think they are too far back to finish second. But you really, you can't, you can't underestimate Celtic don't look capable of winning any games at the moment, any games at all. When you look at the fixtures we've got coming up, we've got Kilmarnock away tonight. For me, that that has dropped points written all over it. People will say that Kilmarnock are in turmoil and they've, gone through a terrible run of form and I know they were 2-0 up against St. Johnson and lost but they've got rid of their manager they'll be playing with a bit of freedom now that we should have and I honestly think in that after pitch that we'll struggle to beat Kilmarnock tonight we then play Motherwell at Celtic Park on Saturday Uh, for me again you're looking at drop points there, people keep saying how bad can this get, this can get a whole lot worse, Celtic can end up finishing third fourth this season can't believe I'm saying it but this Celtic team has chucked it under Neil Lennon and no wonder given some of the comments he's made and I just I just fear that they're going to keep leaving it and keep leaving it and we're going to be embroiled in a battle for, for a second
0: I, wish, I don't know if you know but after Saturday Celtic would be fourth in the table off the off t- the table Started from the the Scotland international break. Yeah, Fourth yeah, I saw that. Like think.
1: Yeah, and that, as you say, that's not over five or six games. That's not a blip. Neil Lennon will tell you this is a blip. This isn't a blip. This has been going on since the middle of October to be honest it's been going on longer than that it's been going on all season because Celtic haven't been convincing all season but prior to that international break you're on about in October we were still winning games even though we weren't playing well you think back to the St Johnson game where we scored two late goals and Tanadice from Ayeti scored the late goal and even games like Livingston at home when Livingston had a great chance in the last minute but we held on to one 3-2 Celtic weren't convincing at all but they were still winning but since that defeat to Rangers at home the The wheels have just come off spectacularly and as you rightly say that record Um, I think it's I think it's six wins in 15 if I'm right in saying so since in the league that is, since the October break it'd be even worse if you added in the European games which we won one out of six and the fact yeah. we lost to Ross County in our only Betfred Cup game try to do quick maths, we're probably looking at about something like seven wins in 24 or something like that, it is just so plainly unacceptable. Um, and that is why I think that genuinely we are in a battle for, for second or third, because if Aberdeen or Hibs had had any sort of form over the last few months, we wouldn't be second, we'd be sitting third or fourth.
0: Do you think they've not got got rid of Neil Lennon because Peter Lowell is not one to make a, de- a decision? Because you're leaving it at
1: the end of the season. Well, possibly, but it's not good enough. Celtic for me, Celtic can't just be going along to the end of the season until this, you know, this transition between when he he leaves and um, Dominic McKay takes over. We we can't just be, you know, stumbling along to the end of the season because. Fans have paid for season tickets this year. and I know they're not getting to games, but they're still, they've paid that money for the full season. They've not paid for half of the season. It is not acceptable for Celtic to be looking at between now and the end of the season and just saying, right, we're just going to keep going. If we win some games, if we lose some games, that's fine. Celtic should have New Lennon out of there right now. And even if they can't appoint a manager right now, they should be looking to get a caretaker in between now at the end of the season or even having someone like John Kennedy or even Stephen McManus or Darren O'Day, someone of that ilk because Neil Lennon right now for me is poison at Celtic and you can see it, the reaction from the players. Um, I really don't think Celtic will win tonight at Rugby Park because Neil Lennon completely slaughtered the players at the weekend and you need to take Neil Lennon out of that situation. It is not good enough for the club just simply to be looking at between now and the end of the season, and just giving new Lennon the rest of the season because it's just it's just totally unacceptable. You wouldn't get it at any other major club in European football.
0: But Celtic fans are called spoiled, entitled because they've, they've won a quadruple treble in nine league titles in a row. What would you say to that? But f- football,
1: football, football has a history. Of course, it does. No one ever forgets the, their own club's history. But football, for me, is a game that's played in the here and now. The old phrase, whoever first said it, you're only as good as your last game. And that's just so true in football. And no one will forget what Celtic have done over the last few years. The supporters now are remembering it more than ever because of what we're going through at the moment. But just because we've won X amount of trophies over the last few years doesn't mean that this season should just be written off as a result. This season, if you take this season on its own, a full season now, pretty much, you know, we're in February, we're not talking 12 games, we're talking probably 30, 35 games Celtic have played this season, something like that, and we've gone out of Europe, we nearly broke the record for the most goals ever conceded in the Europa League, we were the top seeds in that group, and we took four points, I think, which is you know a total embarrassment. We went out of the League Cup at home to Ross County. Don't need to say anything more about that. And we are so many points behind Rangers now. We're going to lose the league, I think, by at least twenty points if things continue the way they are. Probably thirty. So for fans of other teams and for the media and whoever to, to have a go at the Celtic support for being entitled and spoiled is just so so unfair. Um, but to be honest, it doesn't matter. They, they are fans of other teams and the media aren't aren't relevant in this. This is about how the Celtic support feel. And the vast majority of Celtic fans, yes, there's a few who subscribe to that entitled notion, but the vast majority of Celtic fans are apople- ap- apoplectic, if I can say that right, because they know how poor this team has been this season. For me, it's it's probably all things considered the worst season in Celtic's history. When you consider what we were meant to be going for this season, how historic this season was meant to be, and just how, how it has unfolded, uh, there can't be many worse than it.
0: Do you now understand why Brendan Rodgers left Celtic?
1: I, I always find it difficult to, to comment on the Brendan Rodgers stuff because I don't know the whole situation with why he leaves. And to be honest, I don't think we'll ever know. Um, I still... Wouldn't necessarily say I forgive Brendan Rogers because he, for me, could have stayed until the end of the season and then left the club. A matter of months, and then he could have left the club. And I genuinely believe Brendan Rogers would have been held in really high regard if he'd have done that. Helped us to the, the treble treble and then left. People would probably still have been unhappy, a bit like they were with Keir and Tierney, but there would have been nowhere near the same vitriol aimed at Brendan Rogers. But I, I wouldn't say that I, I necessarily. Um, you know, batting his corner now, um, or fighting his corner I should say. Um I, I still think that he should have stayed to the end of the season, no matter what was going on at the background.
0: I just want to get your thoughts on the January transfer window.
1: What is there to say? I mean, we signed um John Joe Kenny from Everton. I, I think from what I hear, relatively good signing. Um some people speaking quite highly of him, but what is there to really be excited about between now and the end of the season? I saw a really good tweet someone posted that um, Kenny has signed on loan until the end of the season and Celtic's end of the season was last November, which kind of sums it all up. It's just... just, I understand why we had to sign him because Primpong left and you want to play higher in the centre and hopefully it means that Shane Duffy is sitting on the bench for the rest of the season. But I just felt that... um, It's just hard to get excited about anything. There was talk about us trying to get a centre-back in and we failed. And and years gone by, if the league was neck and neck, I'd be gutted about the fact we didn't manage to get one over the line or whatever. But even the stuff with Ben Davies, I'm just finding it really, really hard to care because there's so much wrong with the club that that should take more importance and more significance than the transfer stuff. You've got Peter Law who admittedly is leaving. You've got the whole Neil Lennon stuff. You've got the, the, the PR and the media element of the club, the relationship with supporters, the January review, all that kind of stuff. I'm just finding it hard to to care about anything to do with Celtic. And even at the weekend, we were losing to St Mirren. Probably watched about 15 minutes yeah. of that game. I had it on, but I was on my phone the whole time reading it. I just wasn't, I just wasn't that invested in it. And, and for me, that is more dangerous than feeling frustrated by the whole thing the fact that I just wasn't invested in it
0: and how will you remember Peter Lawwell
1: it's a good question Um, there's probably two schools of thought I always think it's difficult to do the whole legacy thing because a legacy is what you remember by in years to come Um, and I'm always reluctant to to kind of give my opinions at the time because you know uh, feelings, are, our passions are running high and that kind of stuff but I think in the future we'll look at him as the chief executive who was around during a period of unparalleled dominance for, for Celtic and for any Scottish football club winning four trebles in a row, winning nine league titles in a row, he'll uh, be looked at positively but I think there's a huge element of unfulfilled potential with Peter Law and the fact that he failed to build on Um, positions of strength at Celtic on so many occasions, he failed to get players in on so many occasions Um, and yeah for me the way he will leave the club I saw someone saying online when Peter Lull took over uh, he took over a matter of months after Celtic had got to the UEFA Cup final and lost to Porto and now he's leaving a club who took four points from a Europa League group a club who are so far off the pace in the league and went out of the Betfred Cup and a club that's in absolute turmoil with the supporters so far disconnected from the players and the management and the boardroom. Um, So I hope I remember all that. I hope that time doesn't heal that. I hope I remember how frustrated I feel right now, how out of touch I feel with my football club. And I hope I remember that, that in a large way, it's been caused by two men um, and I certainly, Peter Law and Neil Lennon, I I won't remember either of them too fondly, I don't think, after this season.
0: So would you say Neil Lennon is a Celtic legend?
1: Wow, that's a good question. No, actually, I wouldn't at all. I wouldn't at all. Prior to this season, I would have said he was a Celtic legend. I don't think he can be Depends what your definition of, of a legend is. For me, a legend is someone who you know, the fans absolutely adore, the kind of person you'd get a statue of outside Celtic Park. William McNeil, Henrik Larson, Jimmy Johnson, Paul McStay. I would say those people are legends. Scott Brown, I would even argue, is a legend. But I think Neil Lennon has really tarnished um, that status that he perhaps had prior to, to this season by the way he's acted this season, the complete lack of respect he's shown towards his supporters, the baffling comments he's made in the media, the baffling team selections he's made, the fact he has guided this Celtic team to, as I say, for me, our worst season ever. And the the complete lack of respect he's shown to the support for me is the main thing. Um, Fair enough, if he doesn't want to, to leave the club, then you could argue... To a certain extent, that's fair because he's been given a contract and he'd be waiting on a payout. And you could argue Celtic should have taken him um, to one side and put him out of his misery and sacked him. But the comments he has been making in the media, that shambles yesterday. um, Just playing completely ignorant, whatever words you want to use, um, saying that, you know, why why should I even leave the club? Kidding on, everything's going well. Um, yeah. embarrassing the club in press conferences, uh, that shambles after Dubai a couple of weeks ago was just excruciating to watch. For me, his, his legendary status has diminished a lot, if not gone completely.
0: Dude, that Celtic manager should, should, ha- should handle himself.
1: No, I agree completely. I I, I agree. Um, if, if you were to look at any of his predecessors, someone like Ronnie Dyler, Brendan Rogers. Even Gordon Strachan, who could be quite nippy with the media, I don't think would ever have shown that level of, of disrespect to the Celtic support. Um I, I think I think Neil Lennon, the way he's behaved this season has been has been pretty disgraceful.
0: So would you blame Peter Lowell for keeping New Lennon there? Or would you say that Neil Lennon is just staying there because he thinks he can get the best out of the players? Or is Neil Lennon staying there because he knows he's gonna get a big payoff at the end of it?
1: Probably, uh, certainly a bit of the latter. People think that the Neil Lennon in general is is kidding the support on with his comments and is at it. There probably is an element of that, but has anyone actually considered the fact that Neil Lennon may actually be as deluded as he makes out? He, he may actually think that he can turn this around this season and he's the right guy to oh. lead us forward next season. And and that for me is when a Peter Law has to sit him down. And I'm not talking about now, I'm talking about months ago. I'm talking about after the Ross County defeat or either of the Sparta Prags or even the Rangers defeat um, and says to him, you're not turning this around. I'm going to take the decision out of your hands and I'm going to bring a new manager in because the supporters were all saying it at the time. And that is why this this ill feeling around Celtic has gone along for, for so many months and yes we got a bit of respite in December when the team looked to be hitting a little bit of form prior to Ibrooks. but other than that it's just been constant it's been bad result after bad result and if they did have changed it either Lennon had walked away or more likely Lawl had removed him as manager in October or November, we would not be in this predicament right now. Yes, the league might have been away anyway because Rangers have been really consistent this season, but we would not be feeling like this now. And for me, as I said earlier, that rests on both Peter Law and Neil Lennon.
0: Maybe we should know the fan protests were wrong, but surely now everybody knows that the the fans were spot on with how how they were feeling. The
1: fans, the fans knew yeah. that this, this, this was uh, happening. We all, we all knew it. We, we all knew it. And I, I, no, I no longer, as much as you know, I maybe seem a bit frustrated here. I'm just kind of sick, fed up talking about how miserable life is supporting Celtic. But the anger for me went a long time ago. The anger went probably in October. Or November time for me, you can look at loads of points when Celtic should have sacked Neil Lennon. There's probably there's probably about six or seven this season. For me, the absolute time for him to go was a Ross County defeat at home in the Betfred Cup when when he when he wasn't sacked after that game when when the club took the 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 approach of keeping him in a job despite some of the supporters who had caused trouble, a minority of supporters who had caused trouble at Celtic Park. When the club decided to keep him in a job despite them, that was when everything was over for me. That was when the season was over because at that point, they were making emotional decisions rather than rational decisions and you could argue they did it when they appointed Neil Lennon in the showers as well and it's yeah, been a yeah. real Not a real bad t-
0: t- t- y- totally yeah because I yeah. just feel like they're just waiting for the cheap option with Neil Lennon again
1: you know completely but completely um, but no it's it's um, yeah they they, they
0: they shouldn't have done that I want to bring up one point in game- it was Saturday when Neil Lennon to the league of the league of the Memphis off on Saturday, prior to the game, Lee Griffiths said Neil Lennon is still the man, he's this and that. And after the game, Neil Lennon slagged Lee Griffiths in the press conference said he's not doing things right, he's not fit, he's not doing this. So, so what? what the, the players must be going, what are you doing? I've just, I've just said you're the man and then you've went and slagged me off the next day.
1: If you're a player in that dressing room, are you going to play for Neil Lennon at Rugby Park tonight? Are you, are you no. going to put in a performance for a guy who no. says that you, you're not trying and the pressure of Kenny Rose got to you and you maybe don't like, like like living in Scotland? Are you genuinely going to play for that guy? And that's the point I'm making. Celtic have better players than Aberdeen and Hibs. And yes, Aberdeen and Hibs are str- have got their own problems in general and they're struggling, but they do not have a team of players who just aren't going to put in a shift tonight. I think Celtic will lose tonight. Because those players aren't going to put in a shift at all for that manager, and for some reason, I'm getting angry now thinking about it. But for some reason, he's been kept on, and I don't know why the board can't see that. I don't know if they still think they're still deluded enough to think that we are one good win or one good goal away from turning this all around and getting you know everyone singing and dancing again. It's just not going to happen. That this Celtic team is over. This Celtic management. This Celtic regime. This Celtic board is over and everyone just needs to move on but they need to do it now rather than just letting this fester
0: So do you think that Neil Lennon definitely won't be there for next season because, I, because I've because i seen some things that Neil, you know, Neil Lennon says in the, to the press that he's building for next season
1: I don't think he'll be there next season I'm really really confident of that I think Dominic will come in and um, he has to win over the Celtic support I don't see any chance at all of him looking at this season and thinking that Neil Lennon is the right guy to take us forward. I just don't think it's possible. Um, It was pointed out to me in the comments that Dominic McKay made when he became the chief executive or it was certainly announced. um, He didn't mention Neil Lennon in any of his comments. I would say that's pretty telling. I think that's really interesting. He didn't mention Neil Lennon or any mention of the manager or the head coach or anything like that. So I'm pretty certain that Neil Lennon won't be there. Um, But those comments about being there next season, they're just totally ridiculous and he just, he, I'm kind of contradicting myself now because I said earlier that maybe he is that deluded and maybe he does genuinely think that he's the right guy to turn it around, but surely, surely, surely after all the stuff and all the interviews and all the press conferences and he must see the reaction of supporters, um, surely he doesn't genuinely think that he's going to be given next season. There's, there's just not a chance of it for me yeah. and he's just baiting the support by saying that.
0: So I just want to get your thoughts on because obviously there's been a lot of reaction. So Julian who, who's been injured to Dubai and Julian test positive for Covid, what was the reaction that you had for that?
1: Yeah, just another Celtic have that many you know, bad decisions, it just beggars belief that that one didn't even really um, didn't really occur to me, to be honest. It, obviously, I knew about it, but I don't think it was even in the top five shambles that went on that week at the club, with with everything considered. But yeah, it just it just seems really strange, and it just it just adds to the the feeling that this wasn't an intense pre season trip that it it was. Um, I won't use the the J word that Neil Lennon takes offence to, but it was like a a mid-season um, kind of get together for the team and a bit of relaxation yeah. and a bit of team bonding which yeah, t- to be honest if it is that then call that call it that just stop trying to kid the Celtic support on with everything you do because Celtic fans will see right through it
0: Yeah so I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Celtic uh, for the rest of the season are you just happy for Celtic to very
1: second and build for next season I don't see how we can build for next season when Neil Lennon's in charge Uh, I just I just want so much to fast forward to the start of next season because I do do genuinely see positive signs for Celtic in the future, I've taken a good look at Dominic Mackay, the new chief executive who takes over at the start of July and I think he's done a lot of good stuff at, at Scottish Rugby, and, and seems to be quite highly spoken of by rugby journalists and people who know that kind of stuff. So I think it does seem like a good appointment, and I'm excited for what he can bring to the fu- uh, to the club in the future, and how he can improve things at the club. But just no. between now and the end of the season, I, I just I don't see I don't see much to to really get excited about. Regan.
0: So for people listening, what would you say is the biggest strength about Dominic Dominic Mackay?
1: I think he, I think he's quite an innovative thinker and he'll try things out. Um, a couple of examples of that. Uh, Murrayfield, they, I think for the first time ever, they got a, a stadium sponsor. Now, I'm not necessarily saying he should do that at Celtic Park or it would go down well, but to do with Murrayfield, they bid to be the, the home of Scottish football. They went alongside Hamden a few years ago. Now, they eventually lost. Hamden won, but... He came across very well in some of the comments made by the SFA. They were saying that he was very impressive and the pitch was really good. And he actually came quite close to to winning that. And for me, that's you know, that would have been pretty unthinkable for the Scottish football team to start playing their games at Murrayfield. But that's what he was going for. That's the kind of ambition he's got. And he's not afraid, by the looks of that, to to kind of think outside the box and to to buck the trend. So I'll be really interested to see what he makes of the state Celtic are in at the moment, what he makes of Celtic's failing youth academy that's just losing player after player to other big sides in Europe, and what he makes of the scouting at the club and the transfer policy at the club, what he makes of the whole um, role of the chief executive. Peter Law had a real hands-on role. He was making far, or he is making far too many football-related decisions for a businessman. So I'll be interested to see if Dominic Mackay makes those decisions, whether he gives more responsibility to the manager, whether he employs a director of football. Um, And, yeah, just really interested to see how he looks at the PR side of the club, uh, if he talks to fans more. Um, I'd love to see that. Rather than the days of conducting your relationship with the supporters via the tabloids via the Scottish Sun and the Daily Record and the Daily Mail for me have to be over you have to be talking directly to fans and not just when you want their season ticket money, this has to be a year round thing and I really hope that he takes a modern approach to these kind of things, That that's the key for me I want him to take a, a modern approach because for everything just seems so stuck in time at Celtic at the moment
0: What people of what oh, manager do you expect Celtic to attract in the summer?
1: I don't know because it's, it's hard to know without without knowing much about what Dominic Mackay wants in a manager. I kind of feel if he's just coming in the door that he may take a bit of guidance maybe from Dermot from Desmond. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Some of the things I've been reading are that Celtic may well be able to attract a higher calibre of manager than currently when Peter Law is out of the picture because I think Peter Law does have a bit of a reputation for getting involved in things. That may be why Brendan Rodgers ended up leaving Celtic. So there is some chat that we could be able to attract a higher calibre of manager when um, Peter Law isn't there Um, because Dermot Desmond, I think, does have good contacts and he has a, a, a lot of money. And Celtic are an attractive proposition, especially with a new chief executive who's rated quite highly. So I really hope it's a good manager. Um, I think it will be, but I've not got any names. I don't have a clue who it'll be. Um, but hopefully with Peter Law out of the picture, we'll be able to attract a higher calibre of manager.
0: How many season tickets do you expect to be sold?
1: I think it's a difficult one because you've got the whole disconnect between the supporters and the real apathy that's set in between the supporters and the club. But you've also still got the looming stuff with COVID and the fact that next season looks again like there'll be a lot of empty seats at Celtic Park. We don't know yet how many will be allowed in to to football games. Uh, I certainly don't see it being anywhere above 50% probably at any stage next season. Hopefully I'm wrong with that. But I suppose anything would be better than, than zero fans that we've had this season. But I think... Um, I think with all that considered, season tickets will probably be an all-time low for Celtic, unless the club come out in the summer and give the fans something to buy into. I think it is... as. Bad as the Celtic support feel about the club at the moment, it can be turned quickly, and it can be turned if Neil Lennon and Peter Law move on. We know one of them's going. I think Neil Lennon will also be gone in the summer. The club will feel a lot different when those two are away.
0: Yeah. And I just want to get your thoughts on how many players pl- do you expect to leave in the summer? Obviously, because I talk about Edward Ayer.
1: Yeah, I think. Edward and I will, will probably go. Um, it's crazy because I'm actually, if you'd asked me a year ago, I'd be more gutted about Edward going, but I think I'm, I'm more disappointed than Ayer going now because I think Ayer recently is one of the guys who's still been performing, even though he is probably pretty, pretty likely to want away in the summer. And, and who can blame him? Edward, yeah, massive loss, but I, I, I kind of feel like it's not as big a loss as it was because I just think that it's going to be a new Celtic. It's going to be a totally new Celtic and I'm less kind of worried about Edward going than I would have been, funnily enough, if we'd probably won 10 in a row and been amazing. So I think Nielsen will go. Um, I think, I hope Ryan Christie goes and I think he probably will. I think there's big questions over someone like Lee Griffiths. I honestly do. What does Lee Griffiths want to be at Celtic? Because he's been totally unacceptable this season. Yes, he scored some big goals, and he always looks likely to do something when he's playing. But his attitude and his temperament, and the the fact he has been unfit for all the season, has been totally unacceptable. And I think without yeah. Neil Lennon there, without Neil Lennon there, I don't see a new manager coming in and, and wanting Lee Griffiths there if, if that's the kind of attitude. So I think he's got a year to go in his contract as well in the summer. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them all going um there'll be loads more i think you'll you'll get loads and loads of players moving on scott brown we don't know yet what his script is i would assume he would probably move into a coaching role at the club something like that unless he feels he can still play football at a a lower level scottish club kind of or, or maybe in australia but i kind of feel like that boat sailed with scott brown i think he might just look to go into coaching at celtic um so yeah there's a fair few players there but got to remember, we'll have Christopher Julian coming back, who I think is a great player. We'll have James Forrest back hopefully by the summer, who I think is a good player. So, there are going to be players who are going to be like new signings there as well. We've got a midfield three there for the future for me. That's a brilliant midfield three. Under a good manager, Sorrow, McGregor and Turnbull will be a brilliant midfield three. We'll lose Elianousi, Duffy, um, but, you know, they can be replaced. Uh, no one's covered himself in glory this season So by that logic Nobody for me will be a major miss So I wouldn't be massively worried It's going to be busy It's going to be exciting Because we'll have loads of rumours We'll hopefully be able to actually sign good players With a better chief executive And a more attractive manager in I think people should genuinely be excited about the summer Rather than apprehensive
0: So hey, how, how is your uh, podcast And your YouTube channel getting on?
1: We're doing fine. We're doing great, yeah. Uh, I was saying to you before we came on that um, 67 Hill Hill, the the YouTube had its best ever month in January and uh, the website had its its best ever month as well. So, so they're both doing well. Uh, I think that's been one, whatever you want to call it, a silver lining of, of Celtic really struggling, is that we've really seen... A boost in general, and yes, there's been fans of other teams, but I think amongst the Celtic support as well, there's been a boost in, in views on the YouTube and on the website because I think when things aren't going to, going well, people quite like to to hear what other fans are saying. I've certainly over the last three or four months been listening to more Celtic podcasts because I want people to to be seeing what I'm feeling, and I want to be you know almost sharing that that feeling of we're all in it together as a Celtic support. So I think that's given everyone, um, it's given 6-7 here a bit of a boost. Obviously, we would rather Celtic were winning and you know we weren't maybe getting as many views. We're all Celtic fans, but um, it is one knock-on effect from from the team really struggling. So so it's positive in that sense.
0: So everyone, go and check out Hamish's channel. Okay, Hamish, well I just want to say, say thank you for coming on. Been great
1: No, it's a pleasure, Regan. I'm always uh, always happy to, to come on and chat. Just hopefully next time we do it, we're uh, we're talking about a, a better Celtic team and a better Celtic manager.
0: Okay, have wish all the best.
1: Cheers.